Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. Lovely Monday morning. Adrian Abraham with you, stepping in for Michelle Martin. Joining me for more insights this Monday morning on Market View is Ryan Huang. Ryan, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Adrian. What's going on? You're going to be here for a good two weeks, is a it? A good two weeks, exactly. You know, everyone's uh, taking time off, clearing their leave as we are nearing the end of our financial year. So, Ryan, how have Asian markets opened this morning? All right, let's take a look at where we are right now, kicking things off on Monday. And coming off the back of a lackluster session last Friday on Wall Street, we were bracing for a cautious open. And looking at the numbers, we are getting a bit of a muted start. You've got Japanese stocks up by 0.6%. Taking a look at Korea, is up 0.7%. And Australia is slightly under break even by 0.2%. So a bit of a mixed picture so far. And I think that comes off the back of the rather sluggish few days of action we've been seeing. Investors trying to figure out uh, where interest rates are going. And also the volatility in the bonds space has been weighing on investor sentiment as well. And I think looking ahead, we've got a couple of things investors will be keeping in mind. So some waiting and seeing going on as well. Yeah, Ryan, you mentioned uh, investors, right? What's on their radar for the week ahead? I can see uh, there's NVIDIA earnings out this week. Mm, that is going to be in focus. So earnings, again, will be, to a certain extent, driving sentiment. And NVIDIA has been right at the forefront when it comes to all things AI. One of the beneficiaries as a chip maker uh, it is powering what's the underlying infrastructure for all these AI applications, data centers, and so on. So this is going to be a report card to what extent it has been benefiting from all the AI talk. Has it been able to monetize it to expectations? And also, what are the expectations going forward for NVIDIA? Is it going to be riding on the strong rally it's been going on for the past few months? And also, that will give a reflection of consumer appetite, at least demand for devices as well. So that's going to paint a picture for a couple of things and could help to revitalize the tech sector, which in the past week has been going through a bit of a slump. If you look at the NASDAQ, last week it was down 2.6%. And that was a third straight week of losses. And that is the longest streak since December. So NVIDIA will be in focus and also the central banks will be talking quite a bit because the Jackson Hole Symposium is happening later on on Thursday and on Friday. So it's Fed Chair Jerome Powell as well as his European counterpart Christine Lagarde. They will be talking shop and their speeches will be in focus. Uh, the Jackson Hole Symposium typically is a platform for them to give some communication to investors on what sort of policy settings to expect in the coming months. And sometimes they reveal a few surprises. Uh, sometimes they talk about pivots. Sometimes they talk about some changes in the outlook for the economy. So it's going to be closely watched to see what type of language they'll be leaving investors with. Um, so something to watch out for as we've seen Recent inflation numbers start to moderate, which has been quite encouraging. Um, the jobs data has been quite resilient still. So it's been quite 
a bit of mixed data. Uh, so that is all going to lead into next month's FOMC decision. So another, I guess, uh, signpost for investors to watch out for later this week. Then to throw a question your way, because of course you are our finance guru here at the station. Do you think the Fed will likely restate its policy of high rates for longer at the upcoming Jackson Hole yeah, Symposium? That is a expectation that I think a lot of people are starting to have. Mm. Um, if you look at how um, all the talk about recession, yeah. um, that has not played out to expectations. There is no big recession yet around the corner. Um, people are actually not talking about recession as much as before. So to some extent, there is actually leeway for the Fed to do more in terms of keeping rates where they are for a longer time or even hiking rates. So that is the, I think, possibility that is now being bandied around. If inflation remains sticky, the Fed is not going to be as concerned about uh, keeping its foot on the pedal. So I think that is the um, expectations uh, with where the Fed is going from here. Yeah, closer to home, Ryan, I want to talk about the Housing and Development Board's new framework for uh, build-to-order flats. Um, It's been a long time coming, uh, but could also drive demand to existing flats and eat into the private housing market's pool of upgraders, according to analysts. Now, this was announced by Prime Minister Lee Hsien Loong during his National Day rally yesterday. The framework differentiates BTO projects by locational attributes rather than the age of the estate. What more can you tell about this? What are you expecting? from this announcement. Yeah, this is quite a bit to unpack. So I will try my best to summarize it as much as I can with mm. the time we have. Um, in short, it is to make housing more affordable to more people. And there are ways to now look at this. Uh, one is people will get more subsidies for some locations, but with more subsidies, it will come with tighter restrictions when they want to sell it. So, for example, if you want to buy a place in a very choice location, which could be near the central area, then when you sell it, it will be with some extra strings attached, like you have to hold it for an extra period of time, like 10 years minimum occupation period. Plus, quite likely, you will have to pay or see the clawback or some subsidies. So, the thinking here is if you benefited from the subsidies to be able to afford that location, then when you sell it, you should not benefit from that so-called windfall of location. Uh, so that is the implication here. And when you look at the restrictions, it could then um, motivate some of the buyers, like you know, 10-year MOP on top of the construction time. It's going to be a long time for some people. So they might think, hey, maybe I will just go into the resale market right now before all these measures kick in. So that is the implication that some market watchers are watching out for, that the resale market could see some support as people gravitate there to sidestep what's going to come. And that could see existing resale flats see stronger demand. I think that is the at least immediate um, implication to watch out for. And like you mentioned as well, the upgraded pool for private housing could also shrink because uh, with what's going to be unveiled is also the uh, flexibility for more people to afford housing, including singles. So that is going to give more uh, access to these um, um, people who want to get into the HDB market and maybe not have to go to the private market. 
Yeah, lots to unpack there, Ryan. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how this all unfolds, um, keeping a close eye on that. Um, let's move on to corporate news, Ryan. Any particular headlines that have caught your eye? I can see Singtel there, SBS Transit, and uh, Creative Technology. Okay, a couple of things. And we'll kick off with earnings. Uh, business update from Singtel this morning is not so great for Singtel. And this is with net profit for the first quarter down around 23% to $483 million. And this was mainly due to an unfavorable currency movement. And this is involving Bharti Airtel in Nigeria. And also um, what is seen with higher costs. So first quarter for Singtel, uh, a bit disappointing on that front. Okay, better news for SBS Transit. It was awarded the Bukit Merah bus package for a second straight term, marking its third bus tender award, one under the new bus contracting model. So with the latest contract win, SBS Transit remains the biggest public bus operator holding a 55% market share. Fantastic. So it could lead or feed into its um, share price reaction, mm. plus Comfort Delgo as well to watch out for later today. Uh, okay, so let's take a look at the next one, Creative Technology. Mm, it is a bit of a mixed picture here. So you've got the electronics maker losing money to $6.1 million for the second half and the June. The good news is it didn't lose as much because of cost cuts. So looking forward, Creative is cautiously optimistic for FY2024 because of new products that it's got in the pipeline, which could provide potential revenue growth opportunities. So a couple of um, stocks to watch out for today. A couple of stocks to watch out for. Exactly. It made me doom and gloom outside, but uh, Ryan's got some expert insights into how uh, markets are shaping up. Thank you so much for your time, Ryan. Thanks, Adrian. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Adrian Abraham. Keep it right here. Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.